We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Uh, I'd like to correct something I said earlier in segment number one. I couldn't figure out why if we were in the Jason Mead trial restarting deliberations today and they've already gone through three alternate jurors. It was my impression they have three alternate jurors. How could we not be out of jurors and down to 11? They have four alternate jurors, so four, not three. So they are down to their last one. If they have to dismiss one more, the case will be a mistrial. And apparently the judge is losing his patience with questions from the jury, too. Uh, if... If uh, they keep asking questions, uh, he may declare a mistrial on his own. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on that. Now, right now, as we speak, Atlanta DA Fonnie Willis's father, John Floyd III, is testifying in court. And the only reason why he would be testifying there would be to offer enlightenment on whether Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade engaged in their sexual affair prior to her hiring him as the special prosecutor on the racketeering case against Donald Trump and 18 others, or whether it began after she hired him. Now, if it happened after she hired him, it's shady, but it's probably not going to be something the court would say, okay, then you guys can't handle this case because you obviously, she benefited, the DA benefited from dating Nathan Wade because he took her on these expensive vacations and she obviously was prejudicial in her treatment of Wade because she paid him hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is well above the going rate that she was paying anyone else. Now, I find it interesting that so far the only people who have been able to testify that Wade and Willis's relationship didn't start until after she hired him, are Wade and Willis and now her dad. Those are the only people. Now, I I know a few attorneys. I know a couple judges. <clears throat> I have a general perception of the collegiality that would uh, apply, let's say, at the Franklin County Courthouse. Attorneys know other attorneys. Attorneys know judges. Judges know attorneys. Judges and attorneys know clerks. And they don't just know them as, hey, there's judge so-and-so. But they would know, like, some details of their personal lives. Hey, so-and-so just had a baby, or so-and-so just got married, or so-and-so's dating so-and-so. I find it interesting that nobody in the Atlanta district attorney's office... (laughs) No attorney, no clerk, no anybody who, by the way, would benefit from getting on Fonnie Willis's good side in the future by testifying for her now. I find it interesting that none of them are coming forward to refute what Willis's friend said yesterday in court. And do you understand it? that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you spoke with her. 
Yes. Now, that's a person who has known Fonnie Willis for 30 years. Fonnie Willis was asked yesterday. She, Fonnie Willis moved into this woman's condo. Fonnie Willis said, by her own testimony, she and I partied together all the way back to college. When she was asked, so you've been friends for 30 years? Well, no, no, we haven't been friends for 30 years. There were years in there where we didn't see each other. And, you know, obviously now she's stabbed me in the back by telling the truth about my relationship with Nathan Wade. So I wouldn't say she's a friend now. (laughs) But if you're an attorney in the district attorney's office, and by the way, yesterday, did you notice how deferential the judge was to Fawny Willis? She came in running hot and... At one point, she was so unhinged that she was asked a question by the adversarial attorney representing one of the other co-defendants with Trump. (laughs) Fawny Willis, who is the witness at this point in the proceeding, says, I object. I object to your question. Um. You're not allowed to object to the question. That's the job of your attorneys, Fawny Willis. I know you are an attorney, but I know the line must be blurred for you because you didn't seem to know. You didn't seem to know what an adverse witness is, which is kind of a rudimentary legal term. Somebody who's adversarial is somebody who doesn't want to tell you what you're asking them because it will reflect poorly on them. The judge said, oh, you're an adversarial witness. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. But the judge, while Willis is running hot, the judge calls for a five-minute recess. Now, why did he do that? Well, the judge is in a tough spot here because the DA can make life tough for this judge going forward. How can the DA make life tough for this judge? The DA can investigate this judge. She can sick her posse on this judge anytime she wants to. And while I'm sure this judge is above board, he seems like a good guy and a competent guy. His future as a judge in Atlanta, where Fawny Willis got elected and where the electorate is overwhelmingly black and he's white. What do you think his future is in judicial matters in Atlanta? Is it helped by disqualifying Fonnie Willis from this case, or is it hurt by disqualifying Fonnie Willis from this case? I'm going to bet it's probably hurt by it. doesn't mean he won't do the right thing, but it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't do the right thing because he fears reprisals. But he's so deferential to her, he called for a five-minute recess, and then he came back in and he said, it was kind of a general warning. It wasn't like he was talking to Fonnie Willis, but he said, like, hey, everybody in here now. We all know the rules of the courtroom, decorum, respect, don't talk over each other. And then he like did everything but get down and apologize to Fonnie Willis and say, by the way, Miss Willis, if you respond with another outburst like that, then I'm going to have to disqualify your testimony. So I bring all that up to point out. Of all the people in the DA's office who know her and know Wade and have seen her and know the effects, like you think you think it's not a matter of gossip and chitter-chatter and other conversation as to who the district attorney is dating. Oh, the district attorney's dating a guy who's divorcing his wife and they're going on vacation together, which, by the way, begs another question that I have about this whole proceeding. 
I'm going to assume that if you're coming after 45 and 18 other co-defendants in a racketeering case, a complex case, I'm going to assume you're working some really late nights doing that. You're working like six, seven days a week. You're always working. How is it possible that Willis and Wade, now you could say, well, she put Wade in charge of it and she washed her hands of it and so she's got time to go on vacations. Okay, great, but he doesn't. If he's working a case, how's he got time to go off on all these vacations? And by the way, it's not just off on all these vacations. It's, and this was hilarious yesterday, Wade was asked if... He ever took Fonnie Willis to a cabin in Tennessee. Listen to how long it takes him to answer this question. I'm asking you to go through a thousand pages of records. I'm asking if you remember paying for a cabin six months ago in Tennessee. No. You remember booking a cabin? I booked lots of cabins. Lots of cabins. You must have a lot of. Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? Ever. Ever. Ever waiting, waiting, thinking, thinking, weighing the, weighing the uh, consequences of lying here. And does she have a receipt for a cabin? Will she have people from the cabin who will say I was there? Still waiting, still thinking, still thinking. This could be the end of my career. How shall I answer no. this? No, the answer is no. No. Um, have you ever gone to Tennessee with Miss Willis? Yes. Ah, listen when closely. Was that? That was around 2022, early 2022. Now, why did they go to Tennessee together? Oh, you cannot believe his answer. It's a delicious answer. We'll have it next. Hey, top of the hour special treat. We're going to be joined by Jack Windsor. I used to say Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. Uh, now I can say Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network and uh, 98.9 The Answer. And we're going to have some uh, exciting details uh, involving Jack and his uh, partnership here. He did a great job sitting in for me while I was away on medical leave. I'm very glad to have him on, and you'll not want to miss what Jack has to say at 12.05. Uh, right now in Atlanta, D.A. Fonnie Willis's father is testifying in her misconduct hearing. Interesting that nobody else in the D.A.'s office is stepping forward to corroborate Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade's story that, no, no, we weren't dating before I hired him to prosecute Donald Trump and others in this RICO case, this racketeering case, trying to steal the Georgia election. No, we got to know each other while we were working on the case. Now, she says they knew each other for years and years before and that she was he was someone she respected and all that. She got really mad yesterday when the insinuation was that she slept with him the first night she met him. <clears throat> and, of course, you knew she was going to continue to play the oh, woe is me card because, what, a couple weeks ago she was before an Atlanta church saying, you know, black women have to be perfect. No, black women don't have to be perfect. Black women DAs, white women DAs, Asian women DAs, all DAs have to follow the law. 
they can't benefit from hiring somebody and paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxpayer money. That's what she did with Nathan Wade. Her former roommate, her former friend, maybe not a roommate because she got all cheesed off about being classified as having room with this woman, but she lived with this woman, knew this woman going back to college, partied with this woman, and obviously confided in this woman because the woman said, oh yeah, they were dating long before Fonnie Willis hired him because I saw him like hugging and kissing. Now maybe that Atlanta DA's office is just, you know, very friendly office, but that typically means that you are engaged in a romantic relationship. So Nathan Wade's on the stand yesterday, and he's asked by one of Trump's co-defendants, attorneys, if he's ever gone to Tennessee with Fawnie Willis. He ever rent a cabin in Tennessee. And he waited and he waited and he waited to answer because I'm sure he was rolling around in his mind going, man, if they got a clerk from a place where I checked in with her prior to her hiring me on this case, I'm toast. Do I think they do have that? Do I want to answer truthfully? Do I want to lie? Do I want to double down? It took forever to answer. So he wouldn't admit that he took her to a cabin, but he said, yes, he'd been to Tennessee with Fonnie Willis. Now, okay, so why was he in Tennessee with Fonnie Willis? Tennessee's a state right north of Georgia. Let's find out what Nathan Wade had to say about that. Early 2022? Okay. It was a, it was a, a, a day trip. Um, okay, so you didn't spend the night. Would, so it was a day trip. Okay. Day trip to Tennessee. We would drive there, have lunch, drive back. Um, the reason we would do that is because the attention, she couldn't get any peace of mind going locally, so we'd get in my car and, and drive to someplace off the beat path and have lunch and drive back. Ah, is that believable? I looked it up on the map. I've been to Atlanta. You've been to Atlanta. Strikes me that Atlanta's pretty congested with traffic, right? His contention is that he and Fonnie Willis went to Tennessee to have lunch in the middle of a work day. Because she was recognizable and she couldn't get any peace of mind eating anywhere in the state of Georgia. Anywhere in the surrounding areas of Atlanta. They had to go to Tennessee. Now, I'm going to presume that the place they went to in Tennessee would be the southernmost place in Tennessee where you'd be most likely to find a place where you could eat. And that would be the city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, The city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, is 120 miles from downtown Atlanta. Google Maps says it'll take you an hour and 47 minutes to get there. So, again, these are busy people. They're prosecuting Donald Trump. They're prosecuting all of these co-defendants. They got lots and lots of racketeering statutes to go through. And... I presume they get to the office at 9 a.m. Maybe they're maybe they're go-getters. They get to the office at, uh, let's say, 7.30. Maybe they beat the traffic into town. They get there at 7, let's say 7. And they go at it hard at work, 
two hours. Oh, I need a break. Let's go to lunch. Okay. So I'm going to presume the DA's office in Atlanta is right in the heart of downtown Atlanta. So you got to get from downtown Atlanta to Chattanooga and back for lunch. Would that cut into your workday? Wouldn't that diminish your productivity? Once again, we have glaring evidence that Democrats' ability to think, to reason, to discern, to position an answer that is plausible and believable has the depth of a waiting pool. Because any idiot can tell you that if you are looking for a place to go to lunch where no one will recognize you, you could drive probably, I'm going to guess, if I give you a 50-mile radius of downtown Atlanta, you could probably go find an out-of-the-way spot somewhere and have lunch. Here's an idea. Why don't you order in right in your own office? I mean, I presume you're comfortable in your own office. Do you want to have lunch with Nathan Wade? But of course, you can't grab afternoon delight in your office. That would look bad. You might get caught doing that. <clears throat> so again, their denials just are not believable. And again, this is yet another example of what happens when diversity, equity, and inclusion runs amok. I'm not saying there aren't extremely competent African-American attorneys. I'm saying she's not one of them, and he's not one of them. And she got her job because, of course, she's a Democrat, and Atlanta's going to vote for a Democrat, like Nancy Pelosi once said, a, a blue glass of water could get elected in AOC's district, which that's totally true of Atlanta. It's totally true of Columbus. By the way, Zach Klein, I'd watch my back as city law director. There's probably some Fawny Willis wannabe coming for your job, which, you know, given how you do your job, might be an improvement. But Nathan Wade's thing that I get paid in cash. I don't know how much cash I got. I I get paid in cash. I put all my expenses on a credit card, all my personal expenses on a business credit card, and at the end of the day, my... Attorney and I sorted out at tax time. That's a great system. This is not about this is not about color. This is not about skin color. This is about character. This is about competence. This is about truth. They don't have it on their side. Thus they can't find anybody else in the district attorney's office to vouch for their story because of a little thing that people in the district attorney's office fear more than Fonnie Willis. And that little thing is perjury.